0: Every
1: year, of the so, <laughs> every. <laughs> yeah, Out Puts on the step, goes right through. Puts on the step again. Oh go pretty. That was magnificent stuff. Well, I shall not weary really them. skips away. Marshall skips away. Marshall still going. Marlins opens up again. Oh, at him. Go. On
0: the outside! Hello and welcome to a very special State of Origin edition of the Voluntary Tackle, the only NRL podcast so excited about the game on Wednesday, with spray-painted our collective bodies blue and hacked the online identity of the music group Eiffel 65. I'm your host, Eamon Brown, and today on the show we are discussing all of the big issues surrounding the build-up to the big game for State of Origin in Adelaide on Wednesday – but first, I'm joined in the Media Watch Mario Studios by the only man who is so anti-Queensland he once bleached the significant portion of the Great Barrier Reef white and blamed it on climate change. It's Xander Risotto. Welcome to the show, mate. Good to be here, mate. Very good to be back <laughs> talking about footy. Yeah, I mean, it makes a change from your other life because I understand you were in Adelaide recently. And can you tell the listeners uh, specifically about your cab journeys to and from the airport? Because... From what you were telling me pre, Mike, you were basically haranguing every driver you could get <laughs> your yarn around about the great game of rugby league, and for that I thank you, sir.
2: Well, it was two cab rides to be fair, but um, I still I, counts, mate. I did, I did, I did make a like a point of just doing a very small poll to see if there was interest in, amongst the locals uh, about state of origin. The mm. first cabbie. Um, I I just noted that you know, geez, it's a shame I couldn't be here next week to come and watch State of Origin. I was going to ask you how you brought it up. Well, because he he was talking about, oh, you know, it's good to have people like you coming back for professional activities and you know, bringing uh, economic activity to the city. And I said, mm. yeah, you know, and I'll, I was gonna gonna come back next week, but I can only come once. Um, he's like, oh, Origin, you yeah. couldn't give us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and us?
0: Did you tell him, sir? That's exactly why your fucking economy's in trouble because th- none of you can give us stuff down
2: here. That's the issue. Yeah, well I said, oh well, I guess you know this is a bit more of an AFL town and all the rest of it. And he said, oh, it's not so much the issue. It's because of the Adelaide Rams. And I said, oh, you know,
0: oh, so he had old of blood about. He that, did. Then. He
2: was he was angry about the Adelaide Rams mm-hmm. still. And um, was so it I, was your driver Graham Apo? Don't know, maybe. Um, it was fairly grumpy, um, mm. but it was funny. So the, I thought, I wonder if he's an outlier, if it's just a general sentiment. So you went for cabby number two, yeah, just the, to on make on sure back, of it. I yep. just ran the same line. Did you
0: do the same hook? <laughs> well, basically. So wait, you almost you almost sound like you're the the te- the cabby equivalent of someone who uses a pickup line on chicks. I, I like to think you of you come it and,
2: in with pre prepared material. I like to think of it more as a as a kind of you know straw poll uh, opening question method yeah. where you, you, know, you ask how do you feel about the economy right now can we do a bit of a thought experiment right now let's do a bit of role
0: play okay i'm oh, a like cabbie role play. <laughs> yeah don't let let's keep our pants on let's do some role play and i'm a cabbie right in adelaide i've just welcomed you in and just mimic the way it would go down how would you get me talking about rugby league when i've virtually never heard of the game <laughs> Like any good pickup artist, I let them make the first move Are you in character right now? I wouldn't open with that <laughs> <laughs> No uh, How would no. you do it? I, I've, okay, you just opened the door, I've
2: closed it There yeah, you go, yeah. you're in now Oh, it's good to be back in Adelaide
0: Okay, first, first so I'm mate I'm lying First mate,
2: where to? Yeah Well, <laughs> I've, I've already put it into my... Because it's an Uber, I've already put it okay, into Okay, now it. we're in an Uber You're yeah. changing the fucking goalposts <laughs> it's, here It's a shorthand right. short Okay, you know? fair enough So right. the, the destination is, 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 is pre-plugged Okay and, you know, you just say, oh, it's nice to be back in Adelaide. You compliment their lovely city, which it's Wait,
0: not. Wait, it's his role play, mate. You yeah. don't tell no, me I, the game
2: plan. <laughs> so far, you, I would be kicking
0: you so far out of my fucking
2: Uber. Because I'll tell you what,
0: Xander, I'd be fucking scared, mate. You're fucking narrating the situation. I'd be terrified. Man gets into Uber. <laughs>
2: And then I chopped his body up and put it in the boot and drove myself th- to my hotel. Well, you're in the right fucking city.
0: <laughs> um, mate, how have you been preparing apart from haranguing Cab Drivers for the big game on Wednesday? We're very excited. We're massive rugby league fans, obviously. Do you think that there's been less hype this time? I feel like there has. I don't know if that's yeah. just because I've been busy or because Melbourne Cup's been on and the grand final's been on and everything's a bit different, but it just hasn't got the same feel at the moment. And I'm wondering if
2: that's to do with the fact that it's obviously not mid-year. I think it's a combination of things. I think there is there's something of an um, uh, you know an emotional letdown after a grand final. Um, mm. You know that it being you know the grand final, it's, it's kind of does mark the end of the season for most people, and and also the coverage just seems to take a natural dip. Uh, as well, a the coverage of that. took a dip from the very beginning of the grand final. It did. Um, it big did. Shout out to Phil Gould who ruined the game for <laughs> him. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. It's it does feel like it's been a little bit less. I mean, you know, it's still it's still had a, a few pages of stories in mm. in the um the press every day. Like, but it just I've not noticed feel...
0: the TV ads in particular. Normally they're mm. pumping it, and they're you know, like in between every prime time show. Not that I watch a bunch of TV, mm. but even if I'm streaming something online, there'll be pop-up yeah, yeah. ads and digital ads. That's I feel probably... like it's not as around as as much.
2: Yeah, that's probably. I mean, because I, I I watch close to zero network TV now. I mean, I mostly just, you know, get... Because I've got I've got Fox Sports, so I'll watch all my sport off that. And, uh, you know, it's it's a rare occurrence that I'll need to watch network TV. So I actually have no idea what it looks like on network TV anymore, but yeah. I do notice it on, on like, YouTube. They used, yeah. they used to YouTube have YouTube or Catch Up yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. There's still a
0: ton of ads but going it's not, on not. Yeah, it hasn't
2: been, hasn't been as present there Do you think either. that's been
0: deliberate by Channel 9? I feel like it's weird for them not to pump this thing home. Are they, is this this... Machiavellian thing, and I seem to bring that word up in every podcast, I don't know how I manage to, where they don't want the origin after the season, so maybe this is them going, look, let's go sort of black out here so that we make sure it's during the middle of the year.
2: But why wouldn't the the, the TV networks want it after the season? I don't know. I can't get into like, that in know, I know why the players wouldn't. I know, I know why the clubs uh, would... In a sense, well, have actually, they, I don't,
0: actually, I don't know if the clubs would either. Have they renegotiated? Is Origin included in the broadcast deal that they've already got? Uh, or is that still on the table? Because then I can give you a motive. So I, I know they could renegotiate the price and say, well, the figures were down last year. I'm going to pay you eighty percent of the price.
2: The TV um, broadcast rights tend to be—I mean, they they usually sold as a full package. But each of, each of the, the products within the game is its own separate value. So Origin hmm. and the final series are worth m- way more Shit than the regular, regular season because each yeah. game is, is a multi-million sort of viewing figure. Yeah. Um, and, and have they been locked in yet? No, I don't, the next TV deal isn't, isn't remotely. Well, then I have, uh, I ha- we yeah. have got a motive then, haven't we? Because that's I right, mean, they locked in Fox, weird. and they didn't lock in. That's right. When they when they renegotiated the TV deal recently, they locked in Fox, but they didn't lock in the free to air.
0: There you go. Yeah, I feel like Channel 9's doing this deliberately. I feel like there's a there's a money tactic. They're playing a longer term game here, and then maybe they might try to mm. pick up a three year deal or something like that, based thing on it, lower lower ratings or something.
2: Thing is, that the first game might. Uh, I, I wonder if it'll struggle because from a. You know, a media perspective, whilst it doesn't have any other football to compete with at all, Mm. does have the U.S. election to compete with.
0: It's got the U.S. election, it's got the Melbourne Cup, and it's got that, as you said, that sort of grand final hangover. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that it's not normally here. So in terms of habits, you know, it's a 30-year habit for people – sorry, 40 years – um, but they've never had it at this time of the year, and that's sort of
2: has it never been at the end of the season? I thought I thought that they had done this before. I uh, could
0: stand corrected, but yeah. not
2: to my living memory, like, like a, a long time ago. Maybe
0: yeah. maybe in the early days. I could be yeah. wrong about that, but it's certainly not in my living memory. So I don't know. Maybe there's a combination of factors there. Conspiring to keep the hype down, but I none, nonetheless, mate, I'm, we're still extremely pumped here at the Voluntary Tackle. Don't get us wrong. Now, I want to know how you're doing things personally in the build-up to Origin because I know you are a man who you know lives and breathes the game. Have you been preparing yourself for Origin one by nicknaming your cock Ben Elias
2: and your wife's vagina Jason Hetherington, like me? No, I've just I've, I've just been uh, you know talking so much rugby league to my wife mm. that I have a natural case of blue balls. Okay and, excellent uh, and uh, that way I feel I feel well in tune uh, to support the blues come Wednesday. I've right. turned her off sex that much from my constant rugby league talk that I've that I have they're generally genuinely blue It's generally yeah. not an aphrodisiac
0: to win no. it, to talk about origin <laughs> one and the build up spe- specifically about selection issues that's right
2: the fucking libido goes through the st- basement I, know. Right? I mean you know it, like it, it, there's attempting to prolong the act and then there's just destroying it altogether. Now, before we start the show today, a
0: big shout out to the family of Sean Connery, Zander, a great man, very sad moment to see his passing at the age of 90. I'm not sure if this will just now become a tacky forum for us to come up with really bad sort of James Bond accents, because as soon as I mention the the name Sean Connery, I can feel my impression coming on, and it's not a good one, so I'd feel for the (laughs) listeners by pushing ahead with this, but... I can already tell on your face you want to crack one out.
2: Well, it's not so much an impre- uh, impersonation. I'm just thinking of, of recently like um since he's died all the stuff about him being a massive wife beater coming out. And yeah, <laughs> and well, just, I I mean you know, I've
0: mentioned that like, three times on the I, show too, I, I was,
2: Yeah, I, I I was not really aware of it. I'm like, "Oh Jesus, I'm it, it I mean, I'm I'm so, you know, it's sort of a sardonic laugh it, to, to be honest because it's just it's completely at odds with the image everyone yeah, has of It, it, it I mean, is, just yeah. it's it feels a bit Yeah, it's um <laughs> It's been a very bizarre sort of, uh, I guess, uh, obituary because it took about five minutes. Mm. Especially in the social media age, it only
0: takes about eight seconds now before someone's memory and uh, complete legacy has been bashed up online mm. by by an indiscretion at some point in their life. Now, I'm not defending Sean's position here. Yeah, with, it's it's with hard domestic... when it's
2: wife beating. Yeah, and <laughs> I, it was
0: a very famous Barbara Walters interview he gave, yeah. and I think it was about '89 where. He very candidly and uh, unapologetically said, no, well, if occasionally, if, and I'll use the voice, and went, well, you know, sometimes if they have been a bitch, you've got to slap them. <laughs> what he said? Yeah. God. You know, sometimes there's no other way. And, and that's fucking insane. And, and Barbara, to her credit, even in 89, took him to task and said, well, I don't like that. I don't think it's acceptable. And he went, well, that's fine.
2: and and then they started talking about his latest shit fucking blockbuster i mean imagine if imagine if the character of james bond had said that i mean mind you in the 1960s he probably would have just been normal
0: well this is the interesting part right if you go back and watch some of these early bonds we're talking the early 60s here he he was aggressive towards women it was a bit rapey at times yeah right it was parkinson's uh, disease was believed to be a contributing factor zander and being 90 i imagine of course uh but it was ironic for the family and they're actually quite relieved about that because at least they found the body shaken and not stirred <laughs> that's what i put that it's in there a, it's a long lead that's a, that's a slow burn I like oh, it. it's a slow burn look tell me this do you think it's actually acceptable socially to make jokes immediately after someone's death if they're 90 because for me yeah i feel it's like no it's no longer a tragedy anymore. I feel, I
2: feel like that's a solid innings um you know you, yeah. it's 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 completely free reign yeah. everyone's seen it. In, in fact i'd say most people probably you know at that age you probably are relieved
0: mm yeah, absolutely.
2: To die as the patient. I mean, as,
0: I mean, Sean Connery at ninety. You can't make the argument. Oh, taken too soon. Now, before we change our surname from Peters to Pappenhausen just to get more media attention, just a reminder: you can follow the show on social media via the handle at Voluntary Tackle, and you can also follow Xander Rosotto on the handle at Xander underscore TVT. Now, uh, we are going to talk about origin, and we actually have selected our own teams uh, to compare and contrast. But before we do that, mate, I did want to pick you up on something. The grand final has happened between now and the last time we recorded. Did you happen to put some money on Pappenhausen? Because I don't know if you remember, uh, I did advise you to get on him. In fact, I said this. And another one I have to put forward for Clive Churchill. This is my smoky, Ryan Pappenhausen.
2: 25 to 1, I got him at. It. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, Pappenhausen's not going to get the Clive Churchill, mate, but... Uh Nice one. Okay, well, who do you think's going to win it? It's going it's to be Cameron. It'll go to Cameron Smith even if, even if Penrith beat them by 40. <laughs> well, to be fair to me, I wasn't the only one who felt that way. Uh, when you look at the fact that uh, the bookies paid out on Cameron Smith before... The Clive Churchill winner was announced. Well Sportsbet did yeah. in, in particular. Yeah. And I think And you won both Spets. some
0: heads. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm the only guy in Australia, I think, maybe to have won the Clive Churchill Medal Bet twice, basically, for different people. I mean, why would I never understand the
2: logic? Why would a, a company like Sportsbet pay, pay out, 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 out early? Yeah.
0: Did yeah. they pay out at the sixty minute mark or something, didn't they?
2: Well, yeah, it was, it was literally like 20 minutes to go. And I mean, I guess because... And he wasn't
0: carving. like It wasn't like it was a no-brainer.
2: No, well, I mean, he, he'd scored a try just before halftime and, you know, like, it was his, like everyone was expecting, I think, it to be his final game and all the rest of it. But um, he didn't, he didn't uh, give any inkling about retirement at the end of the game, did he? No, and no. And you, you'd wonder if, he, if, if he's going to retire, you'd think, he'd, you'd think he'd be saying something soon, wouldn't you?
0: It's Cameron Smith, mate. He, he, he doesn't want to give the media what they want. I think it's honestly all about that. I think he's already made his decision. I think it's likely to retire. But he's like, no, I'm going to definitely tell you on my timeline. And because he's copped so much shit over it, particularly from the Sydney press, he's now deliberately stalling just so he can fuck with the media.
2: Sounds awfully petty. That's not like
0: Cameron. I I just say it fits the profile, right? Now, look, we're going to go through our state of origin teams very quickly, uh, naming people that we think should be in the team first, and then we're going to compare that to who Freddie and Wayne have chosen. We'll do this by positions, mate. Uh, we'll start with New South Wales. Who have you got at fullback?
2: Uh, James Tedesco, obviously.
0: Yeah. Now, are you concerned about the injury cloud over his knee?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Because uh, they have other fullbacks they could have gone with. Having, having read about it, I mean, it sounds like he passed the fitness test. They must be confident. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're playing ducks and drakes. Um, but given you, you know, Gutherson is a pretty good option at fullback. And you've exactly. we're not you got two centers there. Yeah. So it's a bold move yeah. to play Teddy over the fact you have a fullback there, a ready-made fullback. So, I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know what that says. I mean, do they think Gutherson is that uh, good an attacking weapon that he, that he has to be in the side? Or is it that they want him as backup for... Daddy, I don't
0: know. I think it's a slight on Lomax and Crichton. I think that's basically Freddie saying, I'm not sure if they're ready. I'm glad they're in the squad. But if if I'm to put Gatho at the back, it means that I have to shift one of those guys into the team and I'm not entirely sure they're ready.
2: Uh, That's just my read on it. On the wings, mate, who have you got? Uh, Daniel Tupo and Josh Adokar, who is also ended up being in the official team. So for for you know for everyone's background, I picked this before the the Blues official side yeah, was announced. So there will right. be some differences. But
0: yeah, we both picked this before the actual team was announced. Uh, so I'm the same mate. I've got the Fox and I've got Tupo. Who have you got as your centres? Uh, so I I had Crichton and Whiten. Crichton and Whiten. Is it just because they rhymed? <laughs>
2: Yeah, partially. So you just
0: wanted to see Ray Warren go Crichton (laughs) Crichton, to to
2: Mm Wighton. Yeah, um, like just basically two very dynamic, powerful, Mm. uh, big centres. Totally. Yeah, you'd Um,
0: be racking up some points of those two. Yeah, like they,
2: they, they both can... Pass the ball, obviously, Whiten being a 5'8". Uh, yep. And Crichton's gotten better at it, shifting the ball. I've got to say,
0: I mean, the thing about Crichton that worries me is he can have up-and-down games he, yep. week, from week to week. Yeah, And, I, and I, you can't afford to have a quiet hmm. game at Origin. Uh, big shout-out to Cody Walker, game one a few years ago. Now, I've gone with Whiten as well, mate. But for the other centre position, I've actually gone with Lomax, a specialist centre. I think Lomax has had a brilliant year and he's deserved a shot at it. And I do think that he has less defensive issues that Crichton can have. I think Crichton can leak from time to time. I don't know if you agree with me there.
2: Yeah, I mean, he he can, but I mean, he's he's still he was still uh, a centre in one of the best defensive uh, uh, teams in the the competition. So I don't think they were that big a concern. Yeah, I thought it was interesting to him though. It it was interesting to me um, watching the grand final how much more secure Penrith seemed to be when Naden was with Crichton as opposed to when. You yeah, so that, that to me kind of said something Is about. Just
0: because they had someone who was slow and cumbersome at centre instead of Nathan. Good call, Ivan. <laughs> well played, mate. But so well, I mean, it's, that's got to be up there in yeah. terms of pre-grand final late decisions. Mm. That to uh, me that's, he, he
2: he he flinched, didn't he?
0: Yeah, you have to say it's a terrible call. It was up mm. there with Brian Smith when he took James Orbison out of the team for Payer. That did, in yeah. 2010, that didn't work effectively. <coughs> There's been a few of these over the years. Pappenhausen, you know when he scored his length of the field try, yeah. who did he run through? Yeah. Tyrone yeah. May. Yeah. yeah. And when, when Naden came on, he was dynamic. Yeah, I know no. he was against a tiring defensive line and he was fresh, but that's Naden game in, game mm. out too.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you have to wonder what, what could have been mm. for them, but
0: yeah. Anyway, ancient history, uh, halves. Look, just to keep the rhyming theme going, Kyrie and Cleary. I've gone with those two. The the big jostle here being Cody Walker, mate. For six, that was the, I guess the yeah. showdown. Where which direction did you go for that?
2: So I actually went with um, Walker and Cleary, and I, I was in two minds about this. Just I just kind of felt that um, not so much his form. I think I think uh, I I do think that uh, Kyrie is out and out the better attacking player. I just I just worry about him uh, going into the Origin arena with the amount of Head knocks he's had this year. I kind of mm. wanted to keep him away from Origin.
0: So it's a medical reason you didn't. Yeah, no, in. it's
2: not not so much form, and I, I do think that like on form, him and uh, Walker have been pretty close anyway. Like Walker has been in, you know, he was in a rich vein of form toward the back end of uh, you know the season for Souths, um, and he probably is a bit of a bigger body as well. Mm. So, I, I just had, had, a, had a bit of a... I think cons- anyone's a
0: bigger body yeah. compared to Luke Keary. So, I had
2: a bit of concern over Kiry and just just worrying about, you know, whether whether or not he'll be able to, you know, uh, handle uh, Origin right now.
0: My question for you then, you say it's head knocks, <clears throat> is the reason you wouldn't have him in there. Is that for his own medical safety or because you think the head knocks are affecting his performance?
2: Oh, I, I think it's for his own medical safety and, and the fact that they seem to be coming more often mm. and... Um, you know he's had the rib injury and he's had the head knocks, and I just feel like you, you know you want to you want to be confident that your your um, your five going to see out the game. And I'm mm. just like in in the cauldron and the intensity of Origin with that leading into it. I, I kind of want him to take a bit of a rest.
0: Okay, let's go to Cody Walker then. Are you concerned about the performance he gave? His only game mm. where he had a Barry. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, oh, he did. Yeah, and he got hooked. Okay, that's his last experience mm. in Origin. Are you concerned putting him back in the team, or do you think he's ha- had enough evolution and development between now and then?
2: I think he's gotten better since that game, and um, that's a fair call. Yeah, and I think I think he's played, um, you know, better in in knockout games in finals uh, since then as well. Like, I mean, hmm. the game against uh, the Eels was uh, the more. Um, uh, was the, the knockout game and the Eels had actually put in a pretty good performance up to a point and I thought that he handled that pressure pretty well given that they, they were they were probably more on than they had been.
0: And this is the thing about Walker, for many, many years the critics have said he's a great player but he can't handle high-pressure games. Yeah. So this year he has actually proven in high-pressure games that he can perform at the top level. In fact, he dominated a few of them. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I think that in itself is reason enough to give him another shot at origin, surely. Yeah, agreed. I thought he deserved a spot, and, uh, it, it's good to see that um, you know he's, he's at, least, at least made the bench. All right, mate. We'll go to the bookends—the uh, eight and the ten. Who have you chosen for that? I had Payne Haas and Junior Paulo.
0: Okay, I've gone with Haas as well. I think he's a no-brainer to start personally. Mm. I did go Daniel Saifidi for the other prop. Yeah. Um, I think my—I've got a bit of an issue with Paulo. I've I never—I've never rated him that highly, and I know he's had his best year, but
2: I still yeah. don't think his best year is good enough for Origin. <laughs> So I, I like I like Paulo. Um, I I mean I haven't really for Saifidi. I thought he's been all right, but he hasn't stood out to me at all. Like he's I haven't really noticed him in a single game. Whereas I have noticed a few bullocking runs from Paulo that that remind me a little bit of a like a Papali style.
0: That's the thing, right? That you know, he has great runs. Yeah, but I worry about his games, and I think with Saifidi and and his brother actually, I think they're they're both Saifidis <coughs> in the Knights. I think have had quite good years actually. And they are more consistent go-forward performers, where I do think Paulo can blow a gasket. And if you think about the Parramatta Eels, you look at your Regan Campbell Gillards and your Paulos, look, they're meant to be the enforcers. And I know they're in this squad. But when you think of the Eels, you think of a, a pack that got dominated when it mattered.
2: Yeah, mind you, I, I feel the same way about the Knights.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I feel like, like
2: Mitchell Pierce was their true crucifier. <laughs> but, they, you know, they... they... The, Knight, the Knights the knights had a tendency to fold really quick.
0: I think the Knights, is their problem was deeper. I yeah. think it was across the board, frankly. All right, so uh, we'll go with Hooker now. Who have you chosen for the nine? Ah, oh, Damien Cook. Damien Cook, yeah, yeah. I feel like that had to be... Unless I did think Abbey was really close. Now, I don't think he... He didn't actually get selected in the squad. Cameron McInnes got it. I found that a bit odd. Do you find that odd, Xander? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I love McInnes, but he didn't really play nine this year because... Ben Hunt couldn't play anywhere else, so he sort
2: of displaced him. Not because he's a
0: bad nine, but because he's a team man.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it, w- it was a curious one. I mean, mm. I couldn't, I couldn't really make heads or tails of that. I mean, Appy's like, had such a blinder. He he has been a, a, a pivotal part of why uh, the Panthers have had such incredible go forward. I mean, yeah. their fought back obviously, but you know that that those quick darts mm. that he, he's managed from dummy half, he's just been everywhere.
0: And so basically what Freddie's saying is Appy's not in the top two hookers in the state. Yeah, I, I find that really... It's a bit of an odd one. Yeah. I mean, I jostled between... I thought Coruscant was a walk-up until the last month when I think Cook played well enough just to retain his spot. Yeah. And so that's yeah. why I've got him there at number nine. Let's go with that back row, mate. You're 11, 12, 13. Who have you got?
2: Um. So I've gone. Uh, Cordner, uh Angus Crichton, and as Isaiah Yo is my thirteen. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm similar. I've got Corder, Crichton, and Jake Trebojevic.
0: Yeah. Uh, more for incumbency rather than form. I think Jake's been a victim of a team not playing well. I don't think that's necessarily all all on his shoulders.
2: No, no. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I think I think that's true. But I also think in terms of players who, I mean, you know, Yo has been in a, in a team that's been performing better but he's also just had higher impact uh, overall individually.
0: You you won't get an argument from me there. But I guess the fact that he's new to origin, Mm. uh, I've actually got Yo on my bench. But I've got a question for you. So you dump Luke Keery on the basis of medical grounds, but you've got Boyd Cordner there. Please explain.
2: Yeah, I mean, Cordner, Cordner is there... Because he, because of his leadership, I think more than anything. Mm. Cordner, so what about his health, Co- said Um, I, I, the reason, then the reason I, I draw a distinction, um, is because he is a big body, and I, I'm not as, uh, I am not as worried about Corner um, just because of, you know, the 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 kind of role he plays. I know, I know that sort of sounds oxymoronic because he puts his body on the line. I was going to say he's getting more hits, but but um, but Kiri just just always feels a little bit more like he could be. Injured just because he's 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 not a very big guy. No, he's, he's a
0: Ming minz so, with a jersey on.
2: So so I mean I, I worry about him. Whereas, whereas Corner will put his body on the line, but he will also set an example. Um, and you know he's he's won he's won Origins, he's won Premierships, he's won World Cups. Yeah, you know he's won everything. And he leads with his head. That's what I love about him. Can I get your bench, please? I've Got fourteen. Cam Murray. I do have Jake Trebojevic um, on my bench. Clint Gutherson and Nathan Brown.
0: Okay, pretty solid bench. So you've got a bit of versatility there as well. Uh, I've got Gutherson, Finucane, Yo, and Frazell. This is the reason I actually didn't have, want Gutherson at centre is because I think his yeah. versatility off the bench is is, is he's sublime. He can play basically anywhere in the back line. Now, we're going to compare these teams with what Freddie's gone with and this is my first big uh, beef, right? He's gone with Walker off the bench in the fourteen. I don't think Walker's as versatile as a Gutherson. I think that's yeah sort of pretty
2: obvious. Where's Walker gonna play? Yeah, that 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 was a curious one to me. Like I mean, you know, I, I like the idea of him being the Five Eight, but but as you know, I mean like you think of you think of the New South Wales squads that have you know, been really successful in 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 like bygone eras. I always think of the the Craig Wing utility role hmm. um, yeah, as being right. like the gold standard for oh, New yeah. South Wales.
0: He was so good in that
2: role, um, and yeah, Cody Walker is as good a form as he's been in. Like you're right, he, he can't just slip into any role like that. Um, whereas I think you're 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 right about Gutherson having a bit more versatility.
0: Yeah, if anyone goes down, because that's what you're always thinking, mm. right? What happens in scenario X where so and so gets injured? Mm. Gutherson can literally fill in from one to seven. Yeah, that's exactly. the beauty in yeah. fact he, and then he can go into nine if needed mm. so his versatility is amazing whereas I'm not sure where Cody Walker goes I don't know what Freddie's plan is is he going to yeah. take Kiri off
2: yeah, I don't know. And put Walker on
0: for him at some point. I don't so it's, know. It's
2: weird. You could you could see you could see Kieryus coming off the bench and performing the, the role of a nine, for example, yeah. and and doing that sort of stuff and having darting runs and and then you know like fight, like because he he does that mm. you know for the Roosters he kind of goes into that sort of before getting pollaxed. Well, or, or or setting up a a short side try in a grand final, whatever the case may <laughs> be, <laughs> but. All right, well now
0: let's compare that with Freddie's teammates. So this is it for one to seventeen. It's Tedesco, Tupo, Gutherson, Whiten, Addo Carr, Kiery and Cleary in the halves, Daniel Saifidi, Damian Cook, Junior, Paulo, Boyd Cordner, Tyson Brazil and Jake Boevich And on the bench he's got Cody Walker, Payne Haas, Cameron Murray, and Angus Crichton. Now, I mean that's a pretty good team. I haven't got too many gripes, but obviously we've discussed our gripe with Cody Walker. But I, I do worry if there's any advantage that Queensland has, and it's not too
2: many, because mm. they
0: have they fielded a fairly weak team by their standards. It's the props for me.
2: Yeah, I, I think they've they've definitely got um the uh, they they've definitely got the edge in the props. I think and both that, Christian Welch and Papali. I mean, Big Papa's
0: yeah. been amazing this year. Welch has mm. been excellent in the last month. Mm. And and I and let's face it, Origin is sort of one there. So yeah. this, this outside uh, under, underdog status, it, it holds true for the most part. But if if these forwards that we've picked up front can't do the job, it won't matter who we've picked in the backs.
2: That's right. And, and, and it's worth noting that, that that is a pretty good spine for Queensland. I mean, you know, AJ Brinson's had a breakout season uh, this year. He's been probably the best form I've he's seen He's dynamic, him. isn't he? And uh, He's it, a bit
0: injury prone, but he's a very dynamic player.
2: But yeah, then you've got, uh, you know, Cam Munster... Cherry Evans and, and Jake Friend as you, the rest of your spine. Well, let's, let's read out this you know? Queensland
0: team for the listeners. So you've got Brimson, Coates, Brinko Lee, Dane Gagai, Philip Sammy, Munster and Cherry Evans in the halves. You've got Welch, Friend and Papali, Kafusi, Hess and Fasamalu'i. i I never get that right. Apologies if I haven't. On the bench, you've got Ben Hunt, Lindsay Collins, Jai Arrow and Jaden Sewer. Here's my next question to you, mate. What the fuck is Ben Hunt doing in this team?
2: Yeah, well, would I would have had him in my team.
0: Okay, fair enough. For obvious well, mate, reasons, I've asked you. Well, okay,
2: because you want it to be the Manchurian yeah, he, Candidate. He'd be my starting nine.
0: <laughs> Do you think they've made a misstep here? What's Wayne Bennett thinking? Putting Ben Hunt in this seventeen, considering the lack of form that he's. Had? Oh, I just.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I assume. I assume he's. You know, he's. He's um, probably got a lot of fond memories of him from back when he coached him in twenty fifteen. I, I can't work it out. I mean, you know, in in terms of in terms of the team um, that they've picked, I don't know if there'd be too many that I'd have picked too different for their starting lineup.
0: Well, I've got to ask you this: Harry Grant wouldn't have he been shot to make this team? Why is he not in the top seventeen?
2: Grant Grant would definitely have either been my starting nine or on the bench at least. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I, he, I I don't mean, understand how he he doesn't make it. Uh, to
0: me, it was, a, it was a coin toss whether or not he takes the starting nine. Yeah. I in, mean, Jay, he's been in better form. Than Jake Friend, yeah. I mean, Jake Friend's been an amazing player, but by his standards, it's been a flat year. Yeah. Whereas this guy's burst on the scene, he's arguably one of the best players all year in a debut season. I could see him carving for Queensland, and and for him not to be in that top seventeen, and for Ben Hunt to be there, I just think that's strange.
2: Yeah, I think it's very very peculiar. Um, Great from a Blues point of view. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I think on form, I'd picked him. I'd easily have picked him ahead of uh, Jake Friend. Where are the
0: major weaknesses in this Queensland team for you? If you had to name one, um,
2: you know it, it's it's not it's not an awful team. I think if there there is a, a weakness, it probably um, it probably is the bench a little bit. Um, even there, uh, Jai Arrow's been in, in pretty good form. Lindsay Collins has been amazing, and, and Sewer for South Sydney's been very good. Um, so I it's think, a strong bench. I think it's um it's just been Hunt that lets them down. <laughs> That's um, factor, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, their forward pack, as you said, they've, they've got it in the props. Tino uh, um maybe just inexperience, is a little bit of a weakness there, but he's well, still...
0: You'd, you'd have to make that argument for the whole team. It's a, yep. it's a very inexperienced origin team. There's a lot of guys making their debuts here. But I have a pretty obvious one. It's the centres for me. I Branko just, Lee and Dane
2: Gagai. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, um, but you yeah. know, Branko Lee's just come off a premiership win. Dane Gagai played pretty bloody good.
0: He does generally generally play well for Queensland, it yeah. must be said. But I think on that side, if it's Brenko Lee and Xavier Coates, mm. um, I think we could be running some tries down that side.
2: Yeah, Xavier Coates up against um, Josh Adokar. Mm. And yeah, Phil, uh, Philip Sammy, uh, that, I don't that one came from left field. For me. To be
0: honest, he's had a great year for the Titans. Yeah. When uh, Brimson's been away, he's been filling in the fullback role really, really well, and now he's been playing on the wing. The one thing about Sammy that he's great at is just one of these guys that knows how to find the fucking chalk. Yeah, or gets the ball over the line for any which way he can. Sometimes it's awkward, it's messy and ugly, but he but just he knows how down. to score four pointers. They're the guys you need. You're the kind of guys you need in the team, and I actually think he's a great selection. Uh, I don't think he will let down the Maroons. On Wednesday. All right, mate, we've come to the pointy end. Score predictions for Wednesday night. We've got a whole bunch of listeners that are, they love to have a bit of a punt. They want to know what the score's
2: going to be so they can take their hard-earned cash and lose it all. So I think it's going to be a much tighter game than people are probably expecting, particularly than much tighter than the... Um, then the betting markets have it, I yeah, think. Yeah, they're rank outsiders at the yeah, moment. Yeah, they're $3.10, so. which is, you know, give, given the spine and the forwards, mm. I, I think that's a bit nuts.
0: I think that people
2: are underrating that forward pack. Yeah. And I also think they're overrating ours. So if
0: you, you throw those two combinations in, I actually think that brings the scoreline in a little bit. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope it's a slaughter, frankly. Mm. After 10 years of dominance on the other side of the border, I don't care anymore. I will just want a run of 80 nils.
2: So who's going to be the goal kicker for... Um uh, for for Queensland because it'll be it'll be uh, Nathan Cleary for us probably Cherry Evans Cherry Evans is he the
0: goal kicker from goal kick yeah. sometimes
2: yeah I mean he's not he's not their
0: first choice but I know he can kick
2: it's a great great couple of halves I think if there is going to be a weakness for them it, it might be that Cam Munster is still hungover <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I think you might be right about that in fact he even contacted Mount Meninger and said do you mind if I join the camp couple of days later cuz I'm I'm in Byron and it's like having a great time. Really? That's a legitimate thing that happened. I think Big Mouse said that's okay even though he's
2: the assistant coach. Don't
0: know if he can make those calls or not. Yeah, right. So I need a score prediction for you mate. What is it? I
2: I'm I think it's going to be a relatively high scoring affair. Uh, I am going to go uh with 26 uh 22. Ooh, I thought it was going to be the same score
0: then. I'm going with 26-10 in favor of New South Wales. I assume that you In favor of New South Wales as yeah. well. Okay, fair enough. Um, what about man of the match? Do you have any sort of thoughts there? You
2: know what? I reckon it's going to be Nathan Cleary just because I think he'll be so fired up after his shocker uh, in an, in the grand final that, um, yeah, like, I mean, he... he picked his form up at the back end of that grand final and he mm. started really, like, punching home at the back end. But it was just too little too late. But I think yep. he'll be motivated as fuck.
0: Could anyone look as though they're smarting from a loss more than Nathan Cleary after that grand final? He looked,
2: he looked angry.
0: <laughs> yeah, angry at himself, though. Yeah, Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he wasn't angry at others. He. Mm. I think he probably took himself home and bashed himself with a rusty chain that night. Know, and, you know, the... the um, which I do every Friday <laughs> and Saturday. It's foreplay.
2: The... the uh, the, the I mean, the structure of, of Nathan's face, it kind of looks like he's done that a few times already. <laughs> he's got a very rigid, angular face, doesn't he? Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, I think that he's going to have... I am I, predicting that, that Cleary will have a blinder. I mean, you know, that that grand final was was bizarre in a lot of ways, Um, but, uh, you know, he probably would have felt that, he, that he, he could have been better. I mean, I don't think it was all his fault. I don't think it was, you know, all his fault at all, apart from the, the intercept pass was I'm blaming him entirely. But um, I think that there are a few few moments where they just, you know, a lot of little, little things didn't go their way, but he'll be wanting to make amends.
0: For me, mate, to Clint Gutherson. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, he's never played yeah, Origin before. I think he, I, I a, this is my prediction, I think he scores two, sets up one, and he proves to everyone that he's not only worthy of being on this stage, but that he can dominate. I think that Clint Gutherson is exactly the type of player who would dominate at Origin. It's all about effort. And if there's one thing that he brings each game, it's not a flawless eighty minutes of no mistakes, but it's just effort, you know, and he's always trying, his legs are always pumping, he's there in cover defence all the time. He's a tailor made origin player, to be honest. And so I'm gonna go out and limb and say Clint Gutherson and everyone listening, look, voluntary tacklers, I did get Ryan Pappenhausen for Clive Churchill. Maybe listen to me. Don't be like Sander. Have have a listen. Look, we're we'll going to segue very seamlessly onto another topic, mate. It's still on Origin theme, obviously, because it's an Origin theme show. I wanted to talk to you about allegiances, because this is a really interesting story percolating in the background in the build-up to Game One, because New South Wales have two players: one Jerome Luai and one Luke Keary, who both have a history of saying that they like Queensland, support Queensland, want to play for Queensland. Yep. More so, Luke Keary, who actually went to the trouble of writing a letter yeah. to the head of the NRL at the time and wanting to actually change the rule and change the determination because at the time they'd said, no, you have to play for Queens- for New South Wales. How do you feel about this idea of allegiances? Because And do you think it's actually... A factor in selection. Do you think if someone has a, a history of saying no, I would prefer to play for the other team, mm. that that should make them null and void in terms of selection?
2: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, Origin's got a, a sort of peculiar rules in this way. I mean, because it is it is there is a kind of purity test around Origin, mm. um, you know, and, and about the the allegiances um, that that kind of make it different. Strangely, from international football, yeah, where you where you can it's so
0: parochial. It's all about the jersey, and you know this this is the passion and the pride of the state, state on state, yeah. And it's sort everything sort of, um, I guess, magnified.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird one. The, The the closest thing I can kind of think would kind of be like. I don't know, wanting to play, um, saying being Welsh and saying you wanted to play for the England rugby team, I think you'd probably be disowned. And I never think allowed. Luke
0: Keery tried to fucking do that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, but uh, it, but it, it's a terrible look, it's, isn't it? It, it is. And it when is, he goes into camp yeah. and has been in camp, do you think the other players might look at him a little bit differently going, hmm, that you wanted to play for the, the Maroons?
2: So it's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I often felt a bit this way uh, when when um, Ben Teo... You know, he played. He'd played Origin and then went and played uh, for England in rugby, which to me feels like about as, as treacherous a, th- a thing you can do. And I just would never want him to see him playing for, for example, Australia in league. As after that, I just feel like that's that's a little bit like going and supporting the Nazis. But that's code, um,
0: that's code hopping. That happens all the time. But
2: it's it's not just code hopping. It's supporting the worst part of that code in England. But
0: don't, don't you think? there's... I mean, this is. The whole basis of origin is a hatred of state on state. Yeah. To say that you would prefer to play for the other line in that hatred, I mean that's a particular battle, a very, a very specific one. I think it heightens things a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's it's treason. So for 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 Keery, you can kind of understand it a little bit because he what grew up in Ipswich. Yeah. So you give him a little bit of a free pass there because he grew up in the, there and he, he idolised Alfie Langa growing up. Kind of get it, but then again, you know, uh, where Greg Inglis grew up in New South Wales and uh, yeah. ended up playing for Queensland.
0: See, I'm not having a go at Kiri here. Mm. I'm, I'm probably saying if he wants to play for the other team, should we not pick him? That is a concern for me yeah. because Origin is all about passion. Mm. This isn't a regular game of Rugby League where it's about executing a particular strategy, playing to these rules. The rules. And then you know the referees kind of put the whistle in the pocket a little bit for these games. It's all about will and passion and heart. I'm not sure if I want to be shoulder to shoulder with someone that sort of prefers the other team.
2: So I mean, to be fair to Kiri, he did. I mean, this was a few years ago now that he wanted to swear his a legends. Not to... too many, but yeah, it was back in what when he was still playing for South, wasn't it?
0: Uh, I think he wrote the letter. I think it was about yeah, f- about five or six years ago. Yeah. but I think he questioned the, the decision a few years after that. Yeah, right. So clearly, his heart hadn't changed
2: by then. Because I mean, the, mo- the most recent stuff I've read about him um, is that he, you know, he he he'd sworn his allegiance quite clearly to the Blues. And I was like, okay, well, you know, fine. Um, the the one I have more questions about is Jerome Luai, who grew up in Western Sydney. Mm. Um, you know, gone, went through all the developmental systems of the Panthers. Has no connection to Queensland whatsoever. Yep. And said he supports the Maroons. I'm like, well, what the fuck? But
0: remember, he did say that sort of in an off-the-cuff way when he was being interviewed about an international...
2: But again, it's about passion mate and you don't you don't off the cuff say you support the fucking maroons when you've gone through I just I don't I don't think that's okay. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying there is a I mean Kiri went to the the trouble of writing a letter and trying to overturn a rule. Yeah, I mean, but that's someone that seems pretty committed to the other team. But
2: but he had the upbringing. I I I get it with Kiri. I mean I also I, I also take the point about, you know, um do you want to pick him in that that's part of, you know, that actually did enter my calculus about whether or not I want him in, in the blues team as well as yeah. that that background Raises a question, but I do think he's also an incredibly competitive guy. I don't think he's going to not perform well for the Blues.
0: Do you reckon that could be a thing? You'll turn up and just drop eight balls and go, I fucking hate you, Blues. Maybe that's, that's
2: why they've got Walker on the, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so true. It could be a thing. Look, I'm going to propose a radical idea to you here, Xander, on the show. Should we abolish these rules altogether, which says you, that dictates which state you have to play for? Because I know that it's all about where you played your first top grade, like your junior game and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of feel like if a player wants to pledge allegiance to a particular state, and that's where their heart is, I say personally that you can play for them. But you have to, what you can't... Is, is it
2: what, state of origin anymore, though? I mean, like, is it... Because I feel like then the, the concept kind of gets a little bastardized. I,
0: I get you. I, well, I think that's going to be happening anyway soon, yeah. to be honest with you. And it already is a little bit bastardized because we can all point to a whole bunch of examples where... We can and we do. And we do it regularly. A big shout out to Greg Inglis and Matt Rogers and the, the other 18 immortals that played for the wrong state. But look, if if it's all about where the heart is, again, the state of origin, you can sort of use that as a bit of a loose metaphor at the end of the day. It's about Mm. where they're playing for that state because they love that fucking state. Mm. And that's what the contest is about. And that's what makes it special. So I kind of feel like sort of forcing someone into playing for a state that their heart may not be invested in is counterproductive anyway. But but here's my little caveat. You can't flip-flop. As soon as you pledge allegiance, oh, yeah, of course. You, you never come back.
2: Yeah, it ought to be like a Tier 1 national selection. You shouldn't be able yeah. to play for England and Australia.
0: What, what do you think of that? I, I think you make a, a valid uh, retort there with the state of origin concept. But yeah. that aside, do you have any other issues with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I that they have, they have kind of come to the party on that one a little bit already with the, um, uh, what is it, the father rule. That yes. they implemented. Yeah, so, yeah, you yeah. know, if you if your dad played for a state, you can play for. And I, I think that to be. That is a fair compromise. Hmm. But I don't think, you know, just because you grew up and you watched the Maroons win eight series in a row against the New South Wales side that had Mitchell Pierce as the half uh, almost permanently, you know, that you say so you want to be on the winning team. I don't think that's enough. I'm pretty sure that's why Jerome Lua supports the yeah, Maroons. Yeah, and, and I think that. You grew up watching Mitchell Pierce fail. That's. And that, that that is what annoys me about that, like that that particular idea you put forward is it, it does open the potential for that sort of thing. I mean, ha, the idea of seeing a, a, a guy who had grown up in New South Wales, played all their junior footy in Sydney, yep. and never does doesn't even have a family member up there playing for Queensland really pisses me off.
0: Yeah, it pisses me off too. But you know what? That would only fuel your hatred for the state, and that can only be a good thing for the contest. <laughs> I agree with you. It's a, it's atrocious and it's treasonous, and they're a Judas. So let's fucking smash him the next time he takes the field for Queensland. I, I
2: think it should be like I think I think it should be um, like say you know international um, eligibility rules are you know you have to go and play. Mm. Four years in Queensland before <laughs> yeah live and breathe the before, life of a before you're mate. eligible to you know you have to play for either the, the, the Cowboys the Broncos or, or or the Titans amazing for so at you at least have to three live seasons. in Queensland
0: you'd soon see an exodus of people yeah. coming towards the New South Wales Blues I can tell you that <laughs> here's the thing I'm going to propose a, a here's a question for you Luke Keary to prove himself to the squad what should he have to do with the rest of the Blues to say mate I'm definitely a blue I'm thinking a blood oath. You know, And not, don't cut his own claret, maybe Dylan Walker's. Roast him over an open fire. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> the National Anthem, mate, that whole debate's reared its head as well. Um, for a bit of backgrounding for any listeners that aren't aware of this story, essentially the NRL came out and said, we're not going to have the National Anthem played in origin. And they backflip within a couple of hours mm-hmm. after some caustic tweets and a call from the PM
2: of all people, uh, Scott
0: Morrison. He's, he's too busy. Looking
2: after the big issues, <laughs> old Scotty from marketing, isn't he? Making <laughs> sure that we play the anthem at our games.
0: Where does he have the time to call up Just- PVL about an arbitrary issue like this? So I was at odds to kind of talk about this because I feel like News Limited give it way too much oxygen anyway. But yeah. It's, it's I think tiresome a, is the word. There's a legitimate uh, public interest story in here insofar as there are a bunch of indigenous Indigenous players that don't think this anthem should be in hmm. front of games anyway. So I thought we will talk about it uh, very quickly. Look, personally, I don't really care for the anthem and I don't want to cover old ground because I know we've talked about it on a previous episode. Um, but to me, it's a fairly trite song hmm. to begin with. But what do you say to the argument that national anthem shouldn't be played at a game like Origin anyway because it's not an international?
2: Well, you know, I mean, I I asked this question on on social media when the whole thing came up and I was looking through old games and when I tried to find the full telecasts of like the first few origins, I couldn't find a single one that included the anthem. So I I wonder if they even played it back when the, the concept first started.
0: My research suggests that it's always been with the concept. Yeah, I, um, I, I
2: couldn't find evidence for it. But, yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, as far as I remember, in my living memory, I can tell you that it's always had an anthem. But at the very beginning, when we're, yeah. we're I'm not we're the not first old couple enough to seasons. Know. Yeah, I've only watched them on DVDs. Yeah.
2: So um, I mean, I, 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 that's what I did. I, I, I looked back to like 80, 80 and eighty-one. Mm. And tried to like get the full games on YouTube, and you know you get like two hour telecasts. It looks like it's giving you everything. No anthem. No anthem.
0: Well, look, there's a there is a possibility it you know, wasn't there for the it, first yeah. couple. I'm not and, sure. And back, but, but I've read a few articles that said it's been with the the concept for 40 years.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing is, if if you if you hadn't played it um, in one of those early games, I don't think anyone would have noticed, though, right?
0: Well, that, that aside, do you think it belongs at the beginning? Not of Not particularly. The State
2: of like, I mean, it's an interstate game, right? I mean, yeah. if it. it the anthems belong uh, you know in international February season the grand final you know I kind of get you know you I don't know played at the start of the the, the game because it's the last game of the year you know but it's not an international but it, you right know, like but what's the what's the diff um yeah I mean it's it's it just adds pomp and ceremony I guess it's um
0: and that's what origins about though mm. isn't it pomp and ceremony
2: Yeah I, but does it need it I don't, I don't know I mean I to be honest I don't particularly care one way or another mm. I think there's there's enough hype Pomp and ceremony around origin without it, yeah. Um, you know, like it, it's and it's one of those things. I mean, the the Australian national anthem. It's not the Star Spangled Banner. You know, we don't like people in Australia don't put their hand on their heart and and uh, and cry while listening to it. It's only a you know, it's only, it's only a generation. old. think Jake old as well. does, but um, but you know what I mean. You know, it's it's a new. It's, it's not as ingrained. it's a new. It's a new anthem, yeah, really, in, in, in real 80s. terms. Like I mean, yeah. you know, my dad grew up with God Save the Queen. Yeah um and most people can barely get through the first verse and all the people complaining about it would be in that category let alone the second yep. verse
0: it is a funny thing isn't it how uh people are so married to the song at least the people who object to this thing so strongly mm. and yet people by and large lyrically they're not really across all of the no and the it, words.
2: it's it what i mean it's it's a it's an extension of the whole culture wars thing right and it it's us kind of catching this american disease <laughs> I mean, if we're being real about it um, and just aping every aspect on the left and the right, like that, you know, all of this stuff about, you know, um, you know, taking a knee is, is us taking uh, an American cultural protest and applying it to Australia in an anthem that, again, doesn't have the same, you know, I mean, there are problems with the anthem and all the rest of it, but it's, it's not the same history. No, it's not. The um, same.
0: But we're, I guess the sentiment could be argued that the sentiment is similar. In that there has been a, a cultural discrepancy and oh, record yeah. of
2: yeah no no of course um, uh, and you know that's that's all that's all fair but it just just the fact that like it, it feels it feels like we have franchised American cultural grievances and their responses in their entirety. You're not
0: going to get an argument from me on that, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. I want to know from you: should there have been a fuss about this? Should there have a been? a decision to actually cut it to begin with, and B, was the backflip a, a good decision?
2: I think they, you know, to be honest, um, I think they should never have... I think this was predictable. It's probably it, being cynical about it. Um, I think this was entirely predictable and that they should just le- should have just left it alone. It, what was predictable? The, oh, the, the, the backlash against the backlash. Can, cancelling the anthem. I think if they were going to do it, they needed to make a firm stance and be prepared to weather the storm.
0: I'm like you, though, mate. I just don't care about this enough mm. to even bother cancelling it. I think it's if it's always been with the concept, and with that still we need to go and find that out, but I'm pretty sure it has been. Yeah. Then why don't we just leave it, and it's a shit song. We can all agree it's not a big part of the affair. Mm. And if anyone wants to protest, did I say, go ahead? If they want to take that's, a knee, if they want to not sing it, whatever.
2: That's that's what I would have said. I would have, on... on uh, I think from, most people feel that way. Yeah, the, the Games Administration, I think probably the the, um, the path of least resistance, and I know that's probably in, in some ways a, a contentious way of putting it, but uh, would have been to just say... Uh, you know, look, we're not going to cancel the anthem uh, But we support the right of every player Who does not want to sing it Or wants to take, you know a End knee. of story And you just yeah. leave it at that
0: Totally, totally Anyway, look, we kind of agree on that um, Speaking of new songs though, mate I don't know if you've heard about this one uh, New South I have, Wales. thanks to somebody <laughs> Yes, they've come up with a new anthem I don't know if the listeners may not be across this It's called We Bleed Blue Here's a bit of a sample for you It was 40
1: years ago today on a patch of hello grass And he took a swipe at me And sucked him up his horse From Tommy down to our mate Boyd It's
0: Now, mate, I, I'm assuming this is a bit of a piss take. Uh, to be honest, the first time I played this, I, hope, I went, "This is."
2: I genuinely hope it's a piss take.
0: I thought this is bloody awful. I don't like it. And then I listened to it ten more times and found that I couldn't get the jingle out of my head. But I need to know from you, did you like it or didn't you like it? I couldn't
2: stand it. I'm not going to lie. It just it was so cringeworthy. It was. Um. It it is trying to be some 80s song, and I just can't work out which. It feels like it's trying to be every 80s song in some way. It is. It does sound like it's John Bon Jovi on crack. Yeah. Do you know
0: what I mean? But it's not taking itself seriously, and I kind of like that but at the same time I wonder how much longevity a concept like this will have it could just be laughed off it's laughed off the field and never heard of again the,
2: the problem is I think we we're, we're kind of getting to the end of the the era of 80s nostalgia already you know just just you know what I mean like I feel like it will be
0: early noughties nostalgia before we know yeah
2: it. I mean like this, this 80s nostalgia stuff I mean you know it's it's been it's it it's kind of had a few years running now and it's mm-hmm. kind of getting a bit tired yeah yeah so I don't know so
0: you can't see the everyone in the blue wigs at a home game Getting up and singing this song in unison? No. Fair enough. Look, mate, I understand the tune will be sung by the former Yellow Wiggle, Greg Page. Not sure if you know about this or not. This is a TVT exclusive. Now, Greg Page, the only wiggle who is so passionate about the New South Wales blues, he once changed from being the Yellow Wiggle to the Blue Wiggle on stage during a bushfire concert a few months ago. Now, that's passion. Well, it's that time of the show again for Media Watch Mario Madness. Big Bad Mario, welcome to the show again, mate. Pleasure to be on, boy. Now, um, we, we start off with an apology, a, a mea culpa. Uh, for not having you on the show last week. Um, you know, obviously you are a staple. We got a lot of angry letters, we from particularly from old people on the North Shore. I'm not sure why, but they were all very ropeable. You weren't on, and I apologise.
1: Well, that's the only people that actually want to hear me is the old people, so that, that fits.
0: Why, why is that your target demographic, Mario? What is it about you that resonates with the grey nomads? Well,
1: it seems like young people all like the Melbourne Storm because, you know, short memories and all that whereas old people hold grudges and so they appreciate my anti-Cam Smith agenda.
0: Especially when you get really caustic and make threats on his life. I've always enjoyed that. Mate, I know I want to start off with obviously a manly fan. I need to, this is a story that's just broken today. Mr. Dylan Walker, um, very out of character he has been charged with assault, uh, well we should say allegedly assaulting someone even though it's he has been charged, but it's before the courts. What have you made of this story, mate? And second question, was it you that was dressed up as the woman and acted like bait in the car and actually enticed him into the vehicle because deep down you actually want to see his contract torn up?
1: Oh, look, I'll just say that it's not his go and everybody who has ever known me would know that I've been a big Dylan Walker defender for years. Always, always team Dylan Walker.
0: Do you think this could spell the end of his tenure at Manly, though, seriously? Because he's only got one year to run on his contract, doesn't he? It
1: should spell the end of his career in the NRL completely. He should be sacked, and surely at this point, after, you know, his drug issues at South and then repeated violence issues at Manly... Unle- alleged. Has anyone? alleged. Pe- Sorry, you're right. He's repeated alleged violence, violence incidences, one of which he was, air quotes, cleared definitely in air quotes, Um, you'd think at this point only the Brisbane Broncos would want him.
0: Yeah, he'd be a real culture fit up there, wouldn't he?
1: He really would, except I hate to say it, but realistically, I I can't can't at all pretend that Manly, you know, it's not in their wheelhouse. You know, they willingly signed Fanua Blake. They signed um, uh, Ted Ivano just before, like after he'd been shot. like, after he'd been caught, knowing what he'd done, but then before he officially got charged, then, you know, threw his contract away and let him go to the Roosters. The fact is that they've got a, a long history of this sort of thing, and, you know, I I'm it's they're a hard team to support, honestly. I, I just feel like... I don't feel like any team really has any morals, don't get me wrong, but somehow Manly has fewer than the rest of them.
0: Oh, mate, you sound very down in the dumps. I'm sorry to have um, unpicked an open scab there.
1: Kinda have, yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite realise I felt that way about it, but I'm, I'm feeling rather down about it. I can handle, you know, on the field performance being up or down or whatever. That that's one of those things, but it, it's much harder to support a team when you don't find yourself really liking them.
2: To, yeah, that to, is be, hard. to be fair, though, Murray. I mean, you know, you do have, you know, Jesus reincarnate himself daily. Cherry Evans is your your halfback. I mean, surely that must must uh, make it all worthwhile.
1: Well, that certainly helps having such an upstanding gentleman as as D- young Daly, and of course one of the the very best halfbacks in the game. That that certainly does help me appreciate the team a little bit more. And you know, absolute legends like the Turbos, but
2: it does help oh. as well. Cherry Evans, he's got you know he has that that uh, that neck flexibility that allows him to 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 um, uh, eat to foliage off off tall trees as well. It's
1: well, I would suggest that he's um, that the Manly club are very good at you know copying the image of Daly Cherry Evans when it comes to these sort of issues by burying their heads in the sand.
0: Mate, on Daly, um, obviously a huge game coming up for him. I wanted to ask you this in terms of how you think he'll go on Wednesday, particularly being that he hasn't played footy in so long. This is the first time we've had Origin as a concept where players are joining squads and playing the highest tempo game there is in rugby league after not playing for more than a month, how do you think you'll go?
1: I don't see it as an issue. I mean, these guys are, a lot of these guys are used to playing tests in the exact same circumstances against, you know, New Zealand or Tonga or England or whatever that, you know, you can argue whether or not the intensity is as high or whether it's as good. But the reality is they've, you know, a lot of players have to have two, three, four, five, six weeks off before they play in a test. And, They come out and perform quite well. Daly's Jerry Evans is a professional and I think he'll do a very good job despite having a pretty garbage team around him.
0: Could it be perceived as an advantage potentially to be a bit fresher? Could it be the other way?
1: It could. And it also, you'd say that having... Him having played in such an absolutely rubbish team and still having played rather well all season should suit him playing in such a particularly shite Queensland team.
2: <laughs> is, is it that shit, though? I mean, when you, we were talking about this before. I mean, their spine isn't bad, you know. Brimson's had his best season, he's been very dynamic. Then you've got, uh, you know, Cameron Munster, is one of the form 5'8s uh, of the competition. Jake Friend, not his best season, but still a, a Premiership winning uh, number nine. Isn't. You know, and then the props you've got Papali and um, and Welch. I mean, this isn't this isn't a crap team. It's just more an yes, inexperienced it one.
1: Nah, it's crap. It's crap. You've na- you've conveniently named the players that stand out as being rather good players, and
2: it's half the team. I've <laughs> like it. I've named half the team. To be fair,
1: They're, okay. Their bench is atrocious in comparison to ours. Is, is it though?
2: Like I mean, yes. li- you've got yes. you've got Lindsay Collins, Jai Arrow, yes. and Jaden Sewer. I mean, the only really bad one is Ben Hunt.
1: Um, well, I'll disagree with you. I'll say Ben Hunt's the best of those four players. Lindsay Collins is crap. Take your Brewsters Are you serious? Fingers
2: off. Lindsay as, Collins. As an Lindsay Collins. Standard player. He's,
1: he's
2: not there. He's absolutely there.
0: Wait, can I say this, Murray? I have to I have to intervene here because you've you're someone that's been a fan of Dylan Napa. Lindsay L- Lindsay Collins. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got the, we've got the audio, mate. We'll go back and do the tape. But <laughs> um, Lindsay Collins is like a, a bigger stronger, faster version of Dylan Napa to me. So it's
1: just, what, fractionally less crap than Dylan Napa. So cool. Good luck, Queensland. And then you look at their...
2: He's a young Brad Thorne. There we go. I have mentioned Brad Thorne for the episode. (laughs)
1: We need Brad Thorne. Apart from Brimson, the back five is a joke. I I suppose I shouldn't say apart from Brimston. Apart from Brimston and Gagai, Gagai's had a rather good 2020, and Origin Gagai is a thing. So he's probably, you know, at least holds his position against whoever we're playing on that side against him. But um, Sammy is shite. Brinko Lee is absolute shite. and taken away from Bellamy he's just going to show just how bad he is you know they're, they're not an impressive back line
0: yeah I've got to say there are some question marks in the outside backs in particular for me but when I say origin is all based on forwards I mean I actually don't think Queensland are markedly behind where the Blues are I think they are when it comes to the backs but it'll be interesting to see how that tolls out on Wednesday night, but I have another question for you, Mario. It's about state loyalty. Uh, Luke Keary, Jerome Luai—they've both previously, uh, you know, said that they're fans of Queensland. In fact, Keary wanted to play for Queensland. Is that a concern for you as a Blues fan going into Wednesday night?
1: Yes, neither of them should be in the squad
0: for that reason, or because of form. Yes,
1: that, that's enough reason. I oh, know um, their form is undeniable. Both have been absolutely excellent. But that being said. I'm not convinced that either of them are better by enough over people like Whiten and and, um, Cody Walker. Whiten and Cody Walker, are they better than those two on form by enough to justify bringing in basically two Queenslanders? No way. I mean, I just don't think so. At least Greg Inglis, being a state trader that he was, still did actually cheer for Queensland, even though he shouldn't have because he's a trader of scum, but... He, you know, you, you're selecting a guy that cheers for your team. And in Origin, I think that's kind of half half of the battle, isn't it? You know, th- they talk about all the passion and blah, blah, blah. But how can you possibly really push that line as being important when you're selecting guys that don't even want your team to win apart from the fact that they're there on the day? So, yeah, I guess I'll try my best.
2: I mean, it's just Luke Keery that had that issue that's in the team, though, right? Well, Jerome Lewis didn't get selected. Yeah, because he's not in the team. Like, no. yeah, but, I mean, he, but he's, he's in it. the squad.
1: He's in the squad, and it sends a message to the other players, and it sends a message to
0: players that missed out. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with Mario on that one, even though I love it. He's throwing fucking bombs everywhere. This is a great Mario session. That's why we have you on the show, mate. This is why the next question really matters. The national anthem, there's been a a lot of debate around this. My question to you is, should it be replaced by Riverdance?
1: Well, it would be as relevant. It would be as relevant to a state game between New South Wales and Queensland as the, the origin uh, as the anthem would be. So sure, why, why not pick a? How about "Unbreak My Heart" by Tony Braxton? Let's just go really left field. Actually, you know what? I'd love to see.
2: I'd love to see Meatloaf uh, repeat his AFL uh, grand final rendition. <laughs> just how good to be? to be seeing Papali trying to do Michael Flatley
0: though. I mean, that, I mean, he's not the body type for it, but he'd put in.
1: Well, I think Damien Cook would be the best at that. I just He's got good fast feet. But yeah. if you're going to talk about meatloaf, how about Jessica Mowboy karaoke meatloaf but changing I would do anything for love to I would do anything for origin, but I won't do that.
0: Look, it's an idea. I will put it to PVL. He tends to take all the ideas on board at the moment. I don't know if you've noticed that. Any idea pitched to him, he just gives it the green light, which is what and I love about if him. if it comes from Gus. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and finally, made another story. This is not origin-related, uh, but Josh Mansour has been given the marching orders at Penrith. He won't be there next year. The source, he's gone. Do you think this is a fair, unfair, or a good move?
1: It's, that's footy. It's not about being fair or unfair. If they've got better players there, then they're doing the right thing. If injuries don't go their way, then they might regret it later, but that's part of the risk. I am surprised by seeing Parramatta fans on Twitter today um, mocking the idea of taking Mansour because they've got Fergie and Sevo. These are the same fans who spent the last half of the season calling for both players to be shot into the sun.
0: Mate, you can't sit here and try to rationalise the brains of Parramatta fans. You'll send yourself insane. It's not something you can You're do. Right. Yeah, I mean Descartes tried it once. He couldn't do it, so I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't I do would that take, to yourself. I would
1: take Josh Mansour tomorrow if I got rid of. Um... To four from our club. I'm not sure if he's still there. I have a feeling I don't recall seeing his name mentioned as someone who's going, so we're probably still
0: stuck with him again next year. I think you are, mate, unfortunately. I think he's still there. No, I think Josh Mansour has definitely got at least another two or three good years left in him. I hope he finds another club. and He could end up going to the Dogs, mate. They appear to have already taken half of the squad. In fact, I've got this vision of 2021 kicking off, and it's just Ivan Cleary, Nathan Cleary, and his dipshit friend Tyrone May left, and everyone else is playing for Canterbury.
1: Well, that would be justice, wouldn't it, after Ivan made the most ridiculous call that I think most people widely mocked at the time and then certainly afterwards of selecting his his, his son's good mate, Tyrone May, you know, sex offender that he allegedly is. Actually, is there actually allegedly that when he put it up on bloody social media? Let's I, just keep it with the allegedly anyway. Yeah, I think picking... just
0: for safety's sake, but I have a feeling it was actually charged and proven, yes.
1: Yeah, you know, picking him over an actual centre who had done the, who has done the job the last couple of years. Well, you know, I think on the day that got proven to be a pretty shit decision, and I'm here for it.
0: Yep, I agree. It was up there with a the grand final howler. We actually already talked about that on the show, but uh, it will certainly live in infamy. I think that one. Last It'd question. Like the
1: sort of guy who would put, you know, Daniel Tupo on a, an injured Daniel Tupou on a bench.
0: I I agree with you, mate. That was a terrible call, and I was very vocal at the time, Robbo, But he did that. He did that for a few weeks, and I have no idea. To this day, I don't know what the strategy was, to this day.
1: No one knows, but in the end, he kind of, you know, you can't really argue when he got results.
0: (laughs) Mate, um, original Wednesday, how are you watching the game? Where are you watching it? And more importantly, what are you wearing? Well... I,
1: what I won't be doing is watching it with my children, who would both love to watch it. But you know, eight fifteen on a school night is a rid- absolutely ridiculous time to have Origin. So, well done, NRL. You can go get fucked. But
2: what I won't be it's doing. Been, is it's it's my- been on a Wednesday evening for years now. What are you talking about? Yep, and I don't like it. I've never
1: liked it. Okay, okay, no, no, hear me out. I can accept it as being during the season, being on a Wednesday night. There was some logic to that because then you could back up on a Friday and play again and blah, blah, blah. There was logic to that. However, this is the end of the season. There is absolutely no decent reason that anyone will ever convince me on that it should be on a Wednesday night when it's during the postseason it should be on a Saturday, Friday, Saturday night. One of those two. You're going to get the ratings regardless, surely, and you might actually have a few extra kids watching, which is going to make them want to play the game, want to watch the game in future. Get kids involved, keep them away from AFL. Blah blah blah. What are they achieving by having it on a Wednesday night when a good portion of the population won't
2: be able to watch it? Yeah, it's a fair fair question. I, I'd wondered about that. I mean, the um the 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 decision to play it on the week like they played one Saturday game last season. And it didn't rate as well as it normally does. But that was because it was up against, you know, normal uh, rounds. Chef. Yeah, and uh, obviously um, uh, obviously the AFL and Super Rugby were still on and all and the A-League and everything was still going. But now nothing's going. Wait a second. Did you legitimately just say it was up against the A-League like it mattered? No, I mean, it's, 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 it's partially just, just, just to point out that it was a crowded sporting part of the season still. Whereas there's literally nothing now yep. on the weekend. Cleared the decks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It just oh, doesn't
2: make sense. I'm sorry, mate. But um, look, I'm actually
0: personally campaigning to have the game move to a 2am slot on a Monday uh, because personally that's when I, my, my circadian rhythm is is at its highest revs. So uh, we'll see if that, that idea goes down. As I said, PVL does tend to sort of rubber stamp most of these things. So we'll see what happens in 2021. Make a call. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show again, mate. I really appreciate it. You were very fiery today. That's what we love.
1: Yeah, you got, That's what happens when people when people are late getting to me. I, I get a bit fiery. <laughs>
0: Sorry, mate. You <laughs> should
2: talk more often. <laughs> Have a good night, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. See you Bye, later. Man. See you, mate.